Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Final segment coming up here on Sports Talk Chicago. John Zaglul again, Joe Christopoulos filling in for John. We wish him health and happiness over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to be filling in for the next show or two. Again, before we go, I just want to thank all of our wonderful affiliates that are involved with listening and broadcasting and supporting Sports Talk Chicago, like 98.3 The Life, WKAN, 105.5 The Ticket, ACTV, JEDTV, JEDTV, WJOB, Cities 92.9 Talk FM and 101.1 Peora Sports Radio, the newest one there. More affiliates. Look, Sports Talk Chicago is all about trying to get as much great sports content out to the good people in the Midwest, Chicago area, and also throughout all the state of Illinois, too, as well. Because when we say Chicago, we often forget about the state of Illinois. We are all Midwesterners, so it's important to us to do it. So, final segment. This is going to be super quick. Uh, because we're running out of time. I just want to talk a little baseball really quick. And with the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox, I know north-south, we got to pick our sides here. But there is one thing that I think Cubs fans and Sox fans can both agree on, and it's this. We are being sold a false bill of goods at 35th and on Addison. They're different, but they're both a false bill of goods. And here's the first reason why. First one, the White Sox one is super easy, right? I mean, Chris gets it's sort of this fun little game of Jerry Reinsdorf kind of opened up his office, looked down the hallway, saw Chris Getz and said, you're the next one. And then ever since then, Chris Getz has kind of been opening up his phone, which I think is an old flip phone, and dialing up all of his old teammates, all the old guys that dusting off all the old uh PDFs of the first scouting reports that he ever typed up because literally it seems like the Chicago White Sox are only interested in bringing in players from the Kansas City Royals organization or have some sort of adjacent tangential tie to Chris Getz either as a player or as a talent evaluator post his career. It's pretty crazy if you think about it because The Chicago White Sox right now are on pace to win about 62 games, which means they're on pace to lose 100 games. And you have to ask yourself the question. There are plenty of people out there. There's an Eddie Rosario. um, There's a Mike Lorenzen. There's a lot of players out there that the Chicago White Sox could have easily added on short one- to two-year deals to at least get them to the area where they could be semi-competitive. I'm not saying signing these guys would turn them into a playoff team. But come on now, you don't think Whit Merrifield wouldn't get them at least closer to 78 wins? And I know typically the thing is you don't want to sign veterans because you have young kids coming up. This is not the case with the Chicago White Sox right now. They got nobody coming up. They got nobody on deck. They got nobody on the field right now. So you're telling me that the Chicago White Sox basically are saying, look, we're not going to spend the extra 20 to 25 million on our payroll to pick up two or three players that would make us at least semi-competitive, which they the bare minimum deserve for White Sox fans because it would just be a waste of money. That's an insult to all White Sox fans out there. And they're telling you that, well, we're trying to get faster. Uh, we're trying to get better defensively. Uh, we want to see how some people develop. Do not buy that false bill of goods coming from 35th right now. Chris Getz, I don't know how to feel about Chris Getz because I don't even think he anticipated getting the job. And when he got the job, I think he's trying to maximize 
what he already knows and what he thinks he's capable of doing. And I'll tell you right now, he is not capable of knowing how to scour the entire major leagues right now. I don't think he's very capable in terms of the breadth of what his international scouting could possibly do. So I think for right now, he's like, let's just stick to what I'm good at, play to my strengths, and let's bring in Martin Maldonado. (laughs) I mean, I think that's where we're at with all that. Now, of course, we've got a couple more days. They can sign a couple of guys. They could start talking about banking on the health of Yohan Mankata and Aloy Jimenez. But, I mean, look, if you want to get the best bang for your dollar out of Dylan Cease, you might as well put a team around him that can be competitive to help the guy win some games because he's going to have a great ERA and he's going to be 2-7 and seven by the month of May. And my final thought on that is the Jerry Reinsdorf thing, which is maybe a segment for a different episode in the future, wants $1 billion to build a new stadium. Well, meanwhile, he won't even pay $200 million to his ace, Dylan Cease. What does that say? Do not buy it for a second. On the other side of town, the Chicago Cubs, they're doing the same thing, but they're doing it in a different way. Last year, look, full context and transparency, I loved last year's team. Around July and August, I honestly thought that they had enough to make some serious noise in the postseason um, and surprise some people. I really did. Did they not really make enough moves other than Candelario at the deadline? Yes, but I still think that they had enough. And look, I think they ran out of gas. And you can make the argument that the Chicago Cubs probably played a little ahead of their skis, a little ahead of their projection last year and still only managed to get 83 wins. Granted, only one game out of the playoffs, but 83 wins nonetheless. Now, heading into this offseason, you get Craig Council, and all of a sudden you start thinking, well, maybe we're going to take a huge swing. Because what this team has always been missing, it's been missing it for a while now. They've done a great job on depth. They've done a great job on defense. They've done a good job, obviously, building the, 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 uh, the farm system back up, which is now number two in baseball. But again, the team is lacking star power. This is not something that I'm making up. A lot of people are saying it, but I completely agree with it. So you thought in the offseason, this is something that they were going to try and do. We didn't really get that, did we? Hector Neris, good player. Shota Imanaga, hopefully an entertaining, strong, productive player for the next couple of years. But again, you have the owner, Tom Ricketts, saying, well, I'm really excited to watch these prospects come up and see what happens. And I will tell you, that is a huge red flag as a baseball fan. If you remember, typically, owners and general managers will caution and preach patience to the fan base when they want these prospects to come up. Now, let's just make sure that we do it the right way. They come up, they're ready to play, and when they come up, they stay there. The fact that Jed and Tom are trouting out that they can't wait to see some of the young players play I think is a cop-out, and I don't think Cubs fans should eat that up and buy into it because prospects are not guaranteed. And my other problem with it is why are you spending $177 million on Dansby Swanson when now you want to wait on some of these prospects that honestly might not be giving you the production that you need for two or three years. And by that two or three year period is over, Dansby Swanson will be at the end of his contract cycle or out of his prime. It isn't aligning. It isn't matching up. It isn't making sense. Now, to be fair, could the Chicago Cubs play competitive baseball and then maybe in the summer around the deadline take a big swing for a player like a Pete Alonso, go back to the Cleveland Indians and say, hey, can we re-kickstart these Jose Ramirez talks? 
Um, sure. Of course they could do it and they're leaving themselves the cap space to allow that to happen. I don't think signing Cody Bellinger says one thing or another necessarily about the direction of the Chicago Cubs. I'm just always very skeptical of Tom Ricketts who goes out of his way to applaud the Arizona Diamondbacks for what they did last year, spending on the payroll that they had when, Oh, by the way, they have a star in Corbin Carroll and Oh yeah, by the way, they went out and they spent more money this off season than the Chicago Cubs did. This is the moment for the Chicago Cubs to take a step forward get into the dance and like, let's roll the ball out. Let's see what happens. Sure. Atlanta would have given us a hard time last year, but other than that, I think they probably would have done. Okay. I'm not saying the same amount as the Arizona diamondbacks, but Hey, if the Chicago Cubs continue to pitch this notion that they will step up when the time is right to strike, I just don't think that time is ever going to come. They had the opportunity, cough, cough, Bryce Hopper. They had the opportunity, cough, cough, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos. The list goes on and on, Trey Turner. I mean, these deals, they either get better or they get worse. And if you pass on them, that's fine. But keep in mind that the deals are always going to get worse. They want to play the kids. That's great. We've seen the Felix PAs, the Kevin Orries of the world. Not all of them make it. I'm rooting for all of them. But banking on that to be the reason why the Chicago Cubs fans should be pumped about the Chicago Cubs, I'm not buying it, and neither should you. We got to get out of here. I'm Joey Christopoulos. Thank you so much. I'm filling in right now for John Zaglul here on Sports Talk Chicago. Thank you to all of our wonderful affiliates. Thank you to our producer, John Meadows. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment and question below. Everyone, I really enjoyed this. Um, I hope to do it better next time, so come on back and listen. Um... Chicago sports, it's a great time right now. Connor Bedard, possibly a Caleb Williams baseball right around the corner. I mean, we've been in the doldrums, but we're coming back right now. So thank you so much for tuning in and keep that excitement up. And, and hey, always keep rooting for Chicago. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. We will talk soon. Sports Talk Chicago, we are out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.